Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never. Greetings and welcome to Farther Along. This service is an offering from Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, to assist your daily devotions through a series of meditations on Luther's small catechism. This eight-week series takes a few moments to reflect upon what God has given us to believe, teach, and confess through his humble servant Martin Luther. 
Today's devotion follows the order of Matins found on page 219 in the Lutheran Service Book. Matins is a traditional morning service that the church has used in daily devotions for centuries. It focuses the mind upon the beginning of the day that the Lord has made. May the word of God that will be shared in this devotion richly bless you through the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Today's office hymn is Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Today's small catechism reading is the Tenth Commandment. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife, worker, or animals, or turn them against him, but urge them to stay and do their duty. Today's confessional reading comes from the Small Called Articles, Part 2, Article 4, on the Papacy, Paragraphs 9-14. through 14. The church can never be better governed and preserved than if we all live under one head, Christ. All the bishops should be equal in office, although they may be unequal in gifts. They should be diligently joined in unity of doctrine, faith, sacraments, prayer, works of love, and such. According to St. Jerome, this is how the priests at Alexandria governed the churches, together and in common. So did the apostles and afterward all bishops throughout all Christendom, until the Pope raised his head above all. This teaching shows forcefully that the Pope is the true end Christ or Antichrist. He has exalted himself above and opposed himself against Christ. For he will not permit Christians to be saved without his power, which nevertheless is nothing, and is neither ordained nor commanded by God. This is, properly speaking, how he exalts himself against every so-called God. Even the Turks or the Tartars, great enemies of Christians as they are, do not do this. They take bodily tribute and obedience from Christians, but they allow whoever wishes to believe in Christ. The Pope, however, bans this faith. He says that to be saved a person must obey him. This we are unwilling to do, even though we must die in God's name because of this. This all proceeds from the Pope wishing to be called the supreme head of the Christian church by divine right. So he had to make himself equal and superior to Christ. He had to have himself proclaimed the head and then the Lord of the church, and finally of the whole world. This makes him simply God on earth, to the point that he has dared to issue commands even to the angels in heaven. When we distinguish the Pope's teaching from or compare it to Holy Scripture, it is clear that the Pope's teaching at its best has been taken from the imperial and heathen law. 
it deals with political matters and decisions or rights, as the decretals show. His law also teaches ceremonies about churches, garments, food, persons, and childish, theatrical, and comical things without measure. But in all of this, nothing at all is taught about Christ, faith, and God's commandments. Finally, the papacy is nothing else than the devil himself, because above and against God, the Pope pushes his falsehoods about masses, purgatory, the monastic life, one's own works, and false worship. This, in fact, is the papacy. He also condemns, murders, and tortures all Christians who do not exalt and honor his abominations above all things. Therefore, just as we cannot worship the devil himself as Lord and God, so we cannot endure his apostle, the Pope or Antichrist, and his rule as head or Lord. For what his papal government really consists of, as I have very clearly shown in many books, is to lie and kill and destroy body and soul eternally. This morning's reading from the scriptures comes to us from the epistle of James, chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. This morning's commentary comes to us from the Venerable Bede's commentary on the Epistle of St. James. There are three stages in temptation. The first is suggestion, the second is experiment, and the third is consent. If we resist the devil's suggestions, then we have victory over temptation and deserve to inherit the crown of life. But if we let the enemy's suggestions gradually take control of us, then we find that we are taken away from the right path and start to indulge in sin. However, if we go no further than initial experiments, we may have offended God, but we have not fallen into mortal sin. However, if we continue down the path of depravity and start to embrace evil doing by giving our full consent to it, then we are deserving of death, and the enemy has triumphed over us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where
Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you once again for listening to Farther Along, an outreach of Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You are invited to join us each Sunday at 4201 Regent Avenue North, right off the intersection of Highway 100 and 42nd Avenue. Just look for Jesus blessing the travelers along the highway. Our worship services are 9 a.m. We have Bible classes for all ages starting at 1030. Everyone is welcome to hear the Word of God as He seeks to bless you as you journey through this world. The liturgical parts of the service today have been taken from recordings of the Seminary Contari from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Farther along was recorded by Dolly Parton, Emmylou Harris, and Linda Ronstadt. The hymn of the day has been taken from public domain sources and linked to the readings for the day. On behalf of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, I encourage you to be back next time to hear another edition of Farther Along.